listener, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step on up to the next episode of the Slazoom Podcast, brought to you by Nighttime Noises, whether they're bangs or howls or or cries of ecstasy or pain in the nighttime. They'll wake you up and make you uncomfortable. Yep. Like fucking car alarms. Yeah, ca- or car alarms. Yeah, I hate car alarms. Sign up today and get your next car alarm in the night for free. It'll ring until the battery dies. <laughs> yep, fucking well. And the battery runs off of car alarm noises. So, that's, uh, it'll never stop. It's true. The secret to perpetual motion is car alarms in the middle of the night. Right, right. The trick is you have to turn them off when the sun, you know, comes up, because then normal physics takes over again. But, uh, you just pause it during the daytime, start it up again, you know, when you go, you know, when the sun goes down. It's really like the werewolf of cars. I'll say. Like a were car. But it's just like loud and annoying and not really dangerous. It's dangerous to the car. Nothing makes me want to break in a car more than hearing a goddamn car alarm. This is true. Yeah. It's really bad. So listen, for a little bit of background on why uh, at least Colin and I are so anti-car alarm, um, uh, last winter, when we were still roommates, um, there was a parking lot for our, for our apartments uh, right outside um, our window, basically. And uh, um, there were several nights in short succession where, um, yeah, a car alarm would start up uh, about 2 a.m., give or take. Why it would wait till then is anybody's guess. And would just go the whole night basically. Although occasionally it would stop momentarily. Like, it would stop for maybe 30 seconds and then start up again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that thing for you? It was pretty brutal, and it even got bad enough to where, like, the the apartment staff sent out an email to all the residents. Somebody's car alarm keeps going off in the middle of the night. I don't know what they thought they were going to do about it, because nobody's there. To work. Yeah, I could only think that. Like, how do you not know that? Unless, like, it's like it's a car of somebody who doesn't actually live there, which could be the case. Maybe it, uh, that's that's always concerned me with that. Like, if you hear a car alarm and you own a car alarm, are these people just like I'm reasonably sure that's not mine? Why would it be mine? Nobody's going to break into my car. And car alarms never go off for no reason. Yeah. Haven't yet. If I ever get a new car as a car alarm... Jesus Christ. Okay, listener, Ethan's asleep already. Mm-mm. God damn it, Ethan. I'm not asleep, you bastard. Somebody get a car alarm noise. Bah, we'll play bah, it the rest of bah, the fucking... Right. Oh. I'm, I'm seeing your book bag over there. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Now, on the front there is that it's there's a face on your book bag. Face? Is that supposed to be there? No. No, there's no there's, face. There's two eyes and a mouth. I think it's the way it's set up. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know what those are, but it's freaking me out. Okay, call it here. So, for the listener, um, I've already established I'm going to stop um, holding your hand. So, just imagine an orange mass coming towards the camera. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. And it really looks like a face. Yeah. Now Colin can be less weirded out by my backpack. Okay. Sorry, listener. It was... It really looked like a Muppet. Whatever orange Muppet there is. Um, it's an orange Muppet. Orange Muppet. Um, Garfield. Perfect. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, right, so so last week uh, when we did the podcast, we were on the road, or Ethan and I were on the road. Yeah. And uh, so it, it was exciting. We went to a music festival down in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. It was really cool. Um, so we can do a, like, a little bit of a recap of that. So it was, it was a four-day festival, a lot of fun, a lot of really cool bands there that... Uh, a lot of them, this is their first time in the U.S. I guess this is like sort of the shtick of this festival is they try to get bands that don't normally tour the U.S. and bring them here. Um, but actually, the coolest part of the whole thing is... So the festival's pretty small. It's kind of... I think it's intentionally kept kind of small. Um, kind of because like the venue that they have it at works really well for this sort of thing, and it's not huge. Um... And also, probably it couldn't get that big because it's kind of obscure music. But anyway, um, like a block away from the venue is the hotel where like all the bands stay, and a lot of like the people who come to the festival will stay there too. Uh, we didn't stay there this year; we were a little ways away. But anyway, the hotel's like in this U shape, and there's a courtyard in the middle. And like of all the f- all each night after the show, which will usually wrap up at like twelve twelve thirty. Um, all the cool people, which included us this year, because we promoted ourselves to cool people, would like go there and have like an after party where like you bring beer and just like hang out with other people who are attending the show. And often, like a lot of the band people in the bands will just be out there hanging out, just like drinking beer. Uh, so that was really cool. Got to meet like a, a handful of, of people who were in the bands that we saw. Um, we, we brought down a bunch of Nebraska beer to like share with a friend of ours who was meeting there, but then just by happenstance, we got to share it also with some uh, some Europeans who were visiting you know, the U.S. We got to try some Nebraska beer, which I was pretty excited about. Although at least one of them, I think, was too shit-faced to even know. Like, this guy, he's a, a Swedish guy, and... Um, this was probably like he's three just the mo- sweetest guy. He's yeah, adorable. Uh, <laughs> this was probably like three in the morning or so. So you know things pretty far gone at this point. And <laughs> he was drinking like a like a PBR or something. And we're like, ah, you don't want to drink that shit. Here, let me go get you a good beer. <laughs> and so I think we went and got him like a like an Imperial Third Stone or something. And, like, handed that to him. And he, like, took this this half-empty can of PBR and just, like, chucked it across the courtyard into some bushes. <laughs> I'll have nothing with that okay. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and then we watched him play the next day. And it was weird, because it was, like, a band that I, I, I didn't go for. Like, I never listened to them. Um, but, I don't know, 
maybe it's just because like I know a guy in the band now. It's like yeah, I was listening to, listening to him this last week. In addition to seeing their show, it's like yeah, they're kind of good. Yeah. yeah, familiarity will do that to you for sure. But yeah, maybe they are good. I don't know. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, listener, I don't think we can. Um, walk around this anymore we're only a few minutes in but uh, we usually have four people now we're down to three and now we're down to two yeah you <laughs> nice. can will not make it through this what you won't make it through this podcast Colin face so yeah. for those who don't know Ethan this is his typical passing out early behavior well he'll like be asleep with his eyes closed I'm very offended that you accuse me of falling asleep. Exactly, yeah. When you draw attention to it, his eyes pop open, and he'll be wide awake for about five seconds. (laughs) See, there he goes again. (laughs) Just compare this week's to last week's, and you'll understand the big difference. Yeah. Yeah, won't Ethan shut up? Man, isn't Ethan there? (laughs) All my knowledge is stored in my hair. And there's that. Yeah. So you could just cut out his hair and wear it as a wig and talk like him. And get his power and his courage. Yeah. Rich, tasty courage. Oh, speaking of Futurama, I was talking to Ethan about this before he fell asleep. Uh, did you hear the um, like the radio show Futurama that just came out? No. Okay, so you're in for a treat, baby. Uh, so... They got together, like, all of the voice actors for the show, and I think it was even written by, um, I don't know if it was David X. Cohen or uh, Matt Groening, um, one of those guys, and uh, so they, like, basically recorded, like, a, it's like a radio drama, essentially, and it's, like, in podcast form, so it's, like, two episodes that are, like, scrunched together, so it's, like, 40 minutes long, um, yeah, it's it's great. It's like you get to hear the voices again, and you know it's got some good jokes. You know, Futurama late late Futurama didn't have like that many great jokes. That's some good I'm ones. Sure had but, a lot of jokes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you should you should check it out, listener. Check it out. I I will do it. I saw it on the. Uh, I'm subscribed to the Nerdist podcast, and it showed up for me there because I think Chris Hardwick uh, was like a guest voice actor on it. Yes. We need Chris Hardwick on this podcast. And then it'd really take off, I think. I mean, he does every other one. I mean, literally every other podcast. And yeah. actually what he's got like four TV shows. Yeah. And yeah. infinite podcasts. So he might be God or some sort of God. I mean, he's a God. Yeah. I've never seen him and God in the same room at the same time. So <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, Hector's trying to make an appearance on this show. He's barking from upstairs. And ah, what name? The Hector. Hector. Uh, even though you just met her. What an adorable dog. Last week, I in the on the website, I put one of the pictures of Hector that uh, oh, you sent. Yeah. And man, he, when he's making his eyes, he can make anybody melt. Oh yeah, that was his photo shoot. He was he was on point. Yeah, for sure. Like going from pose to pose, looking great. Oh, and I'm so envious. Yeah. Jeez, I'm green with envy, which is a weird expression. Where does that come weird. from? 
I don't know. There's a lot of colors for emotions. I mean, like you're angry, so you're red, red with anger. That would make sense because you literally turn red. That would make sense. True. Or embarrassment. But like yeah. yellow, if you're scared or if you're coward, cowardly. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense either. Not really. Hector, for fuck's sake, just sparking a little thing. Yeah, I, I can hear him from here. Hector, it's okay. Oh man. Big boy, Hector. He's having a he's having a nice bark. Yeah. And so I was talking with um, somebody else earlier this evening about Hector's barking, about how it's. It, like, triggers part of your reptile brain. Like, a little bit of a fight-or-flight response. Like, you get, like, some adrenaline. Or at least that's how it affected me. Uh, Yeah, it really... It it chills you right to the bone. Yeah. Gets to the core of you. It's piercing and loud. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it spans a wide number of octaves, like, all together. It's, like, got, like, a sharp bite to it, but it's also got kind of, like, a deep, like, rumbling part. It's, uh, it's pretty pretty intimidating it's a frightening frightening sounding bark from a not that frightening dog I mean he's about 60 pounds so not a huge dog yeah and I was using this to try to to convey how Ethan's hiccups affect me (laughs) because it's very similar it's very grating and I feel like I have to like either get away or fight something whenever they happen, especially like sometimes they'll happen on road trips and this is the worst, it's like you're stuck in a box with this thing that is making this terribly grating antagonizing sound and it's like I'm I'm like sitting in the back seat and I've got like veins popping out of my forehead you know, it's it's like adrenaline is at a high level and I'm like fuck it I'll say, yeah. It, it's it's shut It's it's hard to put into words. Suffice to it say, it is I'm pretty annoying. Um, it's annoying that they don't stop. Too like they're unusually loud, but some people have like unusually loud laughs or sneezes or something like that, and it's done. It's over with. You're like, all right, moving on, and just can't get them under control. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean. We did have an old roommate, Gary, if you remember. Yeah, old Gary. Yeah, who had an obnoxiously loud laugh. Yeah, Eric, he, he sure did. <laughs> yeah, take, <laughs> take that, that, Eric. Yeah. He knows it's him. Everybody knows it's him because they heard him. That's true, yeah. And boy, oh boy, that was that was the worst part of him. It was a very loud laugh. Yeah, it was really loud and... Uh, it it came so easily, which made it worse, because <laughs> it was like perpetual loud shouting was basically his laughing. Well, the thing was like he thought that you and I were really funny, and which is weird. He thought you were especially funny after you got to where you couldn't stand him anymore. <laughs> like he thought your your hatred of him was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was a cool joke. Yeah. I mean, so, part of it was... The more he laughed, and the more hatred you had, the yeah. more he laughed. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> Until eventually, you know, he was just laughing, and I was just 
foaming at the mouth, and uh, and we both had like aneurysms and died, and that's yeah. that's how our our blooming friendship ended. Okay. Yeah. Say lobby. Lobby. Thanks, Colin. Ethan, are you gonna perk up for any of this? Come on. Nope. Not even a little bit. Is okay. it rolling? Yes, it's rolling. It's for Welcome to another episode of the Slazoom Podcast, brought to you by Blacking Out. It's what I do, it's all I do. I think you need another drink. Well, that's a good way to perk up, though. That was fun. Top me off, bro. I think I need some fucking ramen. No, Ethan. No, No, you don't. So, Colin, what have you been up to this week? This week? Well, funny you should ask. I've been doing um, medical tests and drug tests and stuff for my job that I'm getting that I have. Nice. What's this job? Medical test taker? They just met her. No, I, I thought about man. that. So I'm like uh, contracted with uh, a company that's got me working for a different company it's an ag company i probably shouldn't say any of the company's names on here so i won't right because bear likes hitler glaxo smith and, that's right and they're lukewarm on they're only lukewarm on <laughs> so like my title is like um dickhead research associate Ooh. which sounds nice yeah but it's like one of 20 people who do grunt work for growing crops for research. Oh, so wait, what does grunt work mean? Um, like watering and pollinating and... Ah, so, so, so you're a gardener. So, yeah, so landscaping part of yeah. my resume really helped me out there. Yeah. You're, uh... So, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a little late for trimming nope. the birds. I have to work weekends to start. I get to choose whichever two days a week I want off, as long as it's not Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's so, not ideal. And they said, it was like, this'll be temporary. Just when you start out, you gotta work weekends. It could be a month, it could be two months, it could be longer. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess it's probably gonna be longer then, isn't it? Yep. Do you do work in, like, greenhouses? Like, will you have to do this through the winter? Yep, it's... I think I'm only working in greenhouses, actually. Ah, okay, okay. So, yeah, no field work, he said. Hey, it's an honest day's work. Yeah. Better than me. It's gonna be... Gonna be quite a bit better pay than my landscaping job at the university. Oh, uh, hey. It's like it's a real More job. hours and yeah. money. Do you get, like, benefits, like sexual favors? Yeah, that's the, the only benefits you get are sexual favors. All nice. the fisting your anus can handle. That's nice. Pass that on, dude. It's like, you know, you can... You know, it, it's like... It's like when you get fisted, it's like each one of those is like a point. And then you can use that to fist other people in exchange for goods and services. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, they they just do those favors, and then they tell you, pay it forward, so... Yeah. 
you know how it goes. Yeah. It's like you see some homeless man on the street, you know, panhandling. <laughs> you fist him in the ass. It's like, yeah, you can go buy, like, a sandwich with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Yeah, fucking is. You're fucking right. So what's... Um, so this probably means that I'll just take Thursday and Friday off, ah. which means, Ethan, your job is still the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, we can discuss this off-air, but basically, you know, we can always, like, reschedule a little bit earlier. That's true, too. But, yeah, anyway, we, oh, we can talk about then that Then drunk later. doesn't follow. That's the problem with it. I like, listener, if you don't know, we get pretty drunk during the podcast, and then often, after the podcast, we get really drunk. This happens, and yeah. It's like my only time to get drunk. Because I can't really get drunk with Nicole, because when she's sober, she's a very clumsy person. She's a tripping hazard. When she's drunk, I have to be there to catch her when she falls, not <laughs> Nice. So nice. I feel like I'm never drunk around her. <laughs> it's like you're just on edge at all times. Yeah, she, she does. She falls a lot. And she can hear me say this. She's aware of her clumsiness. So she's yeah. a tripping hazard. Well, quit giving her LSD, dude. Hey, yo. Well, how do you party? Okay, guys. I think that brings us to this week's Grasshopper Corner. We're gonna talk about grasshoppers with okay, their wings and their right, legs Number and they're hopping through the grass. It's this week's Grasshopper Corner. We're gonna talk about grasshoppers. So here we are. We're talking about grasshoppers. Grasshopper Corner. Thanks, Ethan. You're welcome. Sorry, Colin, did you have something you needed to interject? Yeah, the, the Royals lost. Oh, ow. So, <laughs> go Indians. Well, I'm just going to shut the fuck up. 22 in a row. If you don't count the the old New York Giants baseball thing, Todd game without a loss, and that includes a game in there that they tied. Yeah. This is the longest win streak in MLB history. <laughs> and, we held, and Kelvin Herrera, the Royals' quote-unquote closer help that happen. I hope he's proud of himself. He should be. He's making his way into the history books. Also, he closer, I just met Retire. Okay. He's had a good run. But anyway, on to the main show. You know, the reason you, you people tune in... that I'm trying to get away from the grasshoppers. The reason people tune in to the Slazoom podcast is to hear bad grasshopper stories. And boy, oh boy... Do we have a couple for you, oh, yeah. listener? They're real humdingers. Grasshopper story number one! So, when we were driving back from Atlanta, we stopped at a gas station in uh, Kentucky, I that believe. Did. And uh, right after, you know, perusing the local um, uh, whiskey selection... Right, you gotta do that when you're in Kentucky. Of course. Yeah. We got into the car, and we're, we're driving down the road... And we pulled up at a stoplight next to another, like, suburban-like vehicle. Mm -hmm. And there was a grasshopper hitching a ride on the back windshield wiper. You don't say. That, that grasshopper's gonna see 
all the United States and like Woody Guthrie's this land is your lands and he's playing as he like rides along yeah. the uh, windshield wipers of various vehicles on interstates. He is the great American grasshopper. Yep. And who's gonna sing ballads about him? Me, that too. <laughs> I realize Probably. you know those like industrial lawnmowers, the branded grasshopper lawnmowers? They're like super wide it cuts like a fucking eight foot swath every time you drive by. The grasshopper lawnmowers have probably killed a lot of actual grasshoppers. That's grasshopper and grasshopper crime. Yeah, lawn mowing is really bad for bugs. Mm-hmm. And toads, spiders, and all kinds of Snakes. all kinds of animals in general. If you're like really sad, like if you step on a bug or something like that. They accidentally kill a bug, and I know some people that, who are that way. Yeah. Never mow the lawn. What's worse, never mow alfalfa. You kill a bunch of rabbits? And like fucking you kill lawns? <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's genocide I, out there. I cut a deer in half once. That's metal as shit. I believe it. it that was, happens. It was, a, it was a baby deer. I cut it in half. I didn't see it. And then after you're done with it, you went and you mowed some alfalfa. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, well, to get a good harvest, you have to sacrifice a baby deer. <laughs> so, yeah, that's important. That is important. I know I've uh, sacrificed many deer in my life. Most of them children. Nice. Wait, what? What? Wait. Children deer? Or just like... No, no, sorry, not deer. People, people. Sorry. <laughs> I, I had I deer on the brain. I confuse deer. I get those two mixed up. <laughs> no yeah, I confuse deer and people a lot. Hey, Kelly, you want to try some of that uh, venison sausage you made? Of course. Okay. Wait, what did you make it with? Uh, I don't remember. Was it your ass? Uh, it was that one thing. Deer. Turmeric. Uh,. No, it was my ass. Very small rocks? Yeah, it was my ass and very small rocks. This is okay, good uh, podcast material. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the people tune in for, Colin. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what civil rights leader are we going to defame this week? Uh, Harriet Tubman, probably. Uh, so, okay, this is actually... Frederick Douglass? This, this is a moderately amusing story. Yesterday... Uh, a group of us went to go to trivia, and um, there was one question which we had no idea what the answer was. I don't even remember what the question was. And uh, as a joke answer, we said Harriet Tubman. And then the next round was themed around Harriet Tubman. What are the odds of that? Come on. That's pretty Whoa. crazy. Some number. <laughs> Some wow. crazy number, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her and her Underground Railroad. You think it would just be completely filled with smoke? You know, this was like coal engine days. Right, you right. Know. You, gotta, you gotta design a good ventilation does, system. Does her family still get money from the companies that make subways? Because it was her idea the whole time. You would think so. Okay, good. But they were black, so they probably got screwed out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they. That's what tends to happen. Yeah, so, that does tend to happen. Yeah. It's Did like living descendants. Well, I think Marcellus Wallace 
was a descendant. Oh! Is that the guy who looks like a bitch? I don't know. Does he look like a I bitch? Does he look like a bitch? Do <laughs> 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 you mean like Bing Rains is actually a descendant of Harriet Tubman? Or... <laughs> Ooh! The actor that plays Marcellus. <laughs> I can't. It's unbelievable to me that you know the name of the actor who played Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> Has he been in anything else? I don't even remember I, what, he, what he looked like. So I, so I think the reason I know that is because of uh, on Family Guy, when Brian's looking for something to read, all Peter has are books. Now, don't get ahead of me. This is not the same actor. All he has are books about Mr. T. Okay. Oh, that's and right. Like, T and Me by um, George Papard. Mr. T. For the last time, I'm not Mr. T by Bing Rain. <laughs> Good joke. Nice. You're a good joke, you asshole. Do we have anything more on Harriet Tubman? Otherwise, I still got a few other topics that uh, I thought of for last week. Lay it on me, Brosif. Yeah, okay, so there's one. Um, uh, we could talk about grits. You guys like grits? I feel like, I feel like it's grits are suspiciously lacking in Nebraska, because Nebraska's like corn, 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 corn. And, uh, but no grits. No yeah. grits, yeah. It's, yeah. it's fucking okay. weird. Okay, a couple things here. Yeah. We don't have enough cornbread for all the corn we have. I fucking love cornbread. Good point. And I say we, I'm in Iowa now, which is just the sister corn state, so yeah. I can still talk about this. And two, I don't know what grits are. They're like really okay. rough cornmeal. Yeah, it, it's kind of, think about it, it's kind of like oatmeal, except... With like finer bits with corn, a little bit more savory, I think. Sounds um, about right. Yeah, it's good if you like oatmeal and like corn and shit. You'd like it. I mean, not. I mean, if you like shit, you might like anything. But if you don't, you're not required to like shit to like grits. Okay. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, the reason this made the list is because the last couple times we went to Prog Power, you know, going through the South. Mm-hmm. I make a point to get grits at every opportunity, and I love every minute of it. <laughs> it's great. They're really, they're they're good. I should figure out how to like make them myself because I got the feeling that they're probably really cheap. Uh, Sounds like is, it. Yeah. But so yeah. what's the what's the food like in Atlanta? The food in the South is supposed to be great, right? Does Atlanta count, or is it just like a big metropolitan? It's pretty metropolitan, actually. Yeah, it's like, not that south. I was surprised by the lack of southern accents that I heard in Atlanta. Now, when we were driving back, like through like rural Kentucky, yeah, absolutely southern accents all the way. But I think Atlanta is like a really like people are there from all over the country, basically, um, or at least the people that we interacted with. Even like the wait staff at the couple restaurants that we went to did not really have southern accents. Um, but with the food, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really great. Especially if you get something that's, like, really biscuit-focused, that's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a weird one. Um, if you go up to Wisconsin, 
and you get like biscuits and gravy, yeah. which they serve every once in a while. They have like one restaurant per county that has biscuits and gravy. If that, mm-hmm. like that's strange for people. That really? and chicken fried steak. That's Those are strange su- meals up there. That is surprising, because I feel like in the traveling that I've done, all of the like flea bag motels that I've stayed at that had continental breakfast that are like a little bit nicer than like just bagels will have biscuits and gravy. I feel like that's kind of um, a Pan American thing. I've never never been to a motel in Wisconsin, but I yeah. I've noticed that and it's. I don't know any Wisconsinites that eat biscuits and gravy. Maybe it's because like it's probably not great for you, and maybe people outgrow it at some point, but I didn't. And the last time I was up there, I ate the shit out of it. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Fucking grits. Actually, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Listener, I make a solemn pledge to you that next week. I will have made my own grits, and I'll, I'll we'll have like Caleb's cooking corner, and I can talk about my experience. Well, gonna have to hold you to that. Yes, solemn vow. We well, don't actually, like any liars on this show. That's right, no liars allowed. So on this same note, I also um, had shady hotels, which I think maybe we touched on last week. We did. T- I remember it vaguely. I I've got more to say that I'm pretty sure I did not say last week about shady hotels. So, um, most of my experiences with shady hotels stem from my childhood, where uh, my family would make um, uh, trips to go to visit uh, relatives who live out in Idaho. And so we'd take this long car trip out there, and um, my dad, who was kind of like in charge of like the logistics of this whole endeavor, um, never, I mean, keep in mind, this was like late 90s is when this was going on. Um, he would never like call ahead to make reservations in hotels or anything like that. We would just pull into some town, usually really late, maybe like 11.30 or so, and then just like look for a hotel with vacancy. And given that this was kind of the height of tourist season, so it's in the summer, for a lot of like kind of touristy areas that we might want to get a hotel in, often the nicer hotels were totally booked. Uh, and so we were left with our choice of the shittier hotels in the town. And in addition to all of this, my dad was also very price sensitive, which, you know, is fine. Like, we didn't have a lot of money. But uh, this seemed like a kind of a strange place to, like, be pinching pennies. So, literally, we'd be, you know, pulling into a town almost midnight. We would go from hotel to hotel and get their prices. And then, like, swing back around to the cheapest one. <laughs> wow. To save, like, That's ten bucks. Probably almost not worth it. You, you're telling me, man. Yeah, it was, uh, and, and even as recently as, I don't know, maybe four years ago, uh, my dad, I think, was, he was helping my brother move from West Virginia to Michigan, I think. 
And so I think they, for whatever reason, they, I forget exactly the logistics of that trip, but anyway, they were driving across the, uh, uh, the Great Plains. I think they were in Illinois somewhere and they had to stop for, for the night. And, uh, they, they, you know, are getting into this town. They didn't have a reservation at a hotel or anything. And they, um, pull into, like, a hotel, and, like, my brother goes in and, like, prices the place, and my dad, like, turns to him and says, hey, do, 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 do you want to, like, go look around a little bit to see if we can find something better? And my brother's like, no, no, we are just going to stay here. I am fucking tired of driving around. I'm sure he didn't say the fuck word to my dad. Probably not. Uh, but, you know, you get the idea. It's like, it's it's kind of a weird thing that he has. You know, it's, it's like such a weird place to try to cut a few dollars, but... Uh, yeah, especially when you're burning gas driving around. And time yeah. is money, and you're at least paying for comfort of not being in a car. Just a lot of reasons not to drive around to look for a way to save five bucks. Agreed. But yeah, this is my experience as a as a kid going on uh, family vacations. Also a lot of Game Boy. Okay, I don't have a great story about, um, like, any... I don't know, it falls under the the motel-hotel category. But one time um, in high school, well, I guess I was in junior high. Sister was in high school, I think, something like that. I don't know, fuck it. Um, Yeah. Our high school team, our volleyball team, this is before I was in your school. They were really, really good. They were like the second best team in the state. And um, we drove to whatever city it was in Kansas to watch them play in that tournament, the state tournament. And we just decided, I guess, we'll find a hotel motel when we get there or after it's over, see? And, of course, the city is, like, a small... It's not, like, Wichita or Kansas City or anything big. Like, I think it was in Hayes. Okay. Nobody knows. Small town. So, so we had to drive around looking for vacancies. So we just, like, pull up. And I got to, gotten used to getting out, asking, is there any vacancies? And they say no, because it's state volleyball. Mm-hmm. Back them up. And I remember one time my dad stopped at a stoplight, and I didn't even ask. I just was about ready to get out of the car. And that's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to go see if there's any vacancies at the Village Inn. <laughs> it had in at the end of it. Nice. <laughs> it would have been way funnier if you just let me go. Ask if there's any vacancies at the Village Inn. <laughs> way more embarrassing. I might have killed myself. <laughs> And they'll be like, yes, you can have a seat right over here. We'll bring you some pancakes. Yeah, I guess that's probably what they would have been like. Yeah, there's a seat here. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Dad, I got us a booth. <laughs> it's like, we'll just bring our luggage in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I remember in, in particular, so on one of these trips to Idaho, we, um, we kind of took a detour up north. We actually went into Canada for, like, an hour just to, like, say that we went into Canada. So this was 
I don't, I don't know if it was if this is like super relevant, but it was pre nine eleven, so like we didn't need passports. We were able to just like uh, we had like drive like my parents had driver's licenses. I didn't have like any ID, or neither did my siblings because we were kids. And there's like the people at the border were like, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah you betcha, come on in. And uh, and so yeah, we like went into Canada, and, like drove around for like an hour, and then came back into the U.S. But anyway, uh, so we we're like way up north. And then we we were going through the northern Idaho, which by the way, very picturesque. Highly recommend. It's it's, it's really cool, and like Western Montana, like all up in there. But anyway, um, we we're like driving down the the Idaho uh, Peninsula, and we stopped at a kind of a touristy city called Coeur d'Alene, and. Um, it's cool. It's like in it's like around like this kind of mountain lake, and there's like docks and boats there. It's it's a cool place. Um, but we got in kind of late and had no money to do anything, <laughs> so we just kind of like you know walked around on the dock a little bit, I think, and then went to our hotel, which was of course kind of a shady hotel. <laughs> and and I remember the room that we had, I think had a bunk bed in it. Which is the only time that I've ever been in a hotel that had a bunk bed. That's fucked up. Right? I mean, it was very convenient because it's like, at home, me and my brother were in a bunk bed. So it's like, yeah, we're like at home. It's great. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, thinking back on it, that was really weird. And that was probably another case if we just found like the cheapest motel in all of Coeur d'Alene, which is probably a little bit of an expensive town because like I said, it's kind of touristy. Uh, but yeah, that was that was that one. Was, uh, I, look, I, I look back fondly on those trips overall. Like I was a kid, I didn't give a shit. Right, and you're like, am I just remembering it fondly now, or did I have unreal, unrealistic perceptions of it then? I didn't catch that. Yeah, nobody did. Ethan, you, you have to perk <laughs> up a little bit if you want to contribute. Yeah. Uh, we should have got some of that cold brew coffee. That would allow me to perk up. You should just inject coffee into your neck with a syringe. I could do. Or I could punch you right in the face. <laughs> do that with a <laughs> syringe. That'll help. <laughs> uh, so, um, that's, a. Uh, Shitty hotels. Ethan, do you have any shitty hotels that you want to talk about? Uh, we talked about the Iron Maiden one. We went to the Iron Maiden in Denver, and our stupid friend insisted on going out of the way to find the shittiest motel, even if it wasn't the cheapest motel. No, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Well, I guess that's most of the stories. So it's kind of a shitty story. You, Ethan, you could have embellished that way more. Uh, Come on, you got to bring your A game to this. A couple of us were treasure trolls. Um, but if we actually sold the treasure in our bellies, you would die. <laughs> well, you keep going. You heard it here, folks. They were treasure trolls. Yeah, it's like the crazy hair that you Oh, yeah, and like stuff. the jewel on their navel. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. Well, I guess I can take over here. Okay, so this was... Um... We might have still... No, no, I think I was... In, I think I, I was a freshman in college, and uh, Ethan, you went on this trip, and a few other people. We went to go see the band Iron Maiden in Denver. And, uh, okay, first leg of this trip, 
is slightly noteworthy because, well, one of the people uh, that we were going with had a um, uh, a stun gun, like the not the one that like shoots like a like a taser, but the one that you just like it's kind of handheld. You just like put it up to somebody and it shocks them. I don't know where this person got it. Probably I don't know at a gun swap or something sort of thing this person would go to. But anyway, um, it was a really funny joke to pretend to shock the person who's driving as we were going down the interstate. Thankfully, this joke never bore fruit in actually shocking the person who was driving because we would have definitely all died. And then there was a grasshopper. There were probably many grasshoppers, but even we we maneuvered our way ever so carefully out of Grasshopper Corner. Let us not return there again this week. Ever. But anyway, so we get to I think Lake McConaughey, like out in uh, sort of western Nebraska. About you know that was about halfway between here and Denver, give or take. And uh, we were camping there that night, and I think there was a lightning storm, like there was a thunderstorm that was rolling through. And one of our friends, who's a, who was an insane person, uh, let's call him Gary, uh, decided that it would be a great idea to walk around completely naked, except for a sock over his dick, and uh, and just like prance around for a while, and then meander off into the darkness. And I think he went swimming in the lake in this lightning storm. So, you know, there's kind of a combination of things that were not so, you know, prudent. Uh, I tried to just ignore the whole thing and pretend I was asleep. Meanwhile, Ethan here was very concerned, you know, like a good person. And was... (laughs) But, you know, instead of going after Gary to try to coax him back into, you know, safe behavior... He kind of stood outside the tent yelling at me and the other person that we were with to come with him to help Gary. And I think the other person might have actually been asleep, and I was not asleep, but could not be bothered. Because Gary is incorrigible, and there was nothing we could have done to change his mind. Yeah, I was going to say, fuck that. What what were you going to do? Nothing at all. Swim out in the lake? Nothing. Gary, he's a free spirit. Nothing you can do. Uh, But anyway, getting back to the story that Ethan was saying. Next day, uh, everybody survived somehow. And so we get back in the car and drive the rest of the way to Denver. And when we pull into Denver, um, Gary, same person, believe it or not, insists that we find the shittiest hotel we can to stay in. Um, I assume that he was actually trying to find the cheapest hotel to stay in. But those were not the words that he used. He was specifically looking for the shittiest hotel. And so the rest of us had to try to convince him to not specifically look for the shittiest hotel. And in the end, we found a hotel that was fairly shitty. It was okay, though. I mean, it, it had beds. Um, it wasn't infested with any sort of bug. And um, and we weren't murdered in our sleep. So I mean, all in all, it was a successful um, successful trip. Did you hear gunshots at any point? I don't remember. 
Yeah, no nighttime noises. Well, I think you got one of the better ones. Yeah. So Zoom, brought to you by nighttime noises. Maybe they're gunshots. Perhaps I trains. feel like I, I might be making this up, because I was young. We went on a trip north up to Canada. I feel like we stayed at a motel called the Mosquito Inn or something like that. Not a great name. I don't remember it being bad, but the name was really not not great. And it was like, I don't know. I'm getting some of these mixed up because I, I remember there being a Mosquito Inn somewhere. Maybe we didn't stay at it. And there was another one called like the Flood Plane Inn or something like that. Like, it really made you feel safe. Like, it's going to flood, you're going to goddamn die. Call it, like, High Rock or something. I don't know. And yeah, I... Some of these are, are like, the motels where they're... They're not in the same building. Like, there's little buildings, each with two rooms in it. Like, imagine a motel and you just cut it up and yeah, yeah, yeah. And we stayed at those. Those are not great. But again, this is the person that lived in my house when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I... I feel you, man. It's like, yeah, your, your house was definitely worse than mine as a kid. But I was not, like, super posh either. Uh, like, for example, I never had air conditioning in my bedroom as a kid and kind of marginal heating. Um, so I, I think we're sort of on equal footing, at least there. I also, never had heating. The, so, like, if it got really cold, we had to sleep downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I never got to that point. I, I was able to get, like, a space heater that I could plug in. Oh, yeah, we got space heaters eventually. Yeah. You know, you just better? Yeah. Although, the, actually, one of the worst parts of, like, my bedroom as... as as a kid, so this is like after we moved out, out into the country, um, was the flies. For whatever reason, the upstairs in that house was just, it, it was it was lousy with flies. It was insane. No, I, we, I have the same problem at that house, at my dad's house. Yeah. I, um, I, there was like a, one of those dropped ceilings uh, when I was actually 20-something living there, and I just took a can of um, anthropyrethrin spray and just opened up that ceiling and just sprayed for a while. Yeah. And let let yeah. it go, let them have at it. And hundreds of flies came out. Uh. <laughs> and, and, like... The ceiling did not hold the spray back. Like, it was misty up there, and I evacuated. <laughs> and I come up, and there's just... Yeah, there's hundreds of dead flies or dying flies up there. And all it did was, like, spark their comeback, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's, you see a few flies every once in a while. Then you go up there after that, and there's just dozens of them flying around, around every light. They yeah. just, like set up in the attic or something and find their way down. Yeah, I know what you mean. All those fucking flies. Yeah. And it gets really hot and you come up there and they're all by the windows dead. Yep, yep, yep. Did you ever get like those uh, those glue traps or like those those like 
hanging like glue. I don't know. Like they're like strips that like dangle down. Yeah, we never did that. They, they're actually pretty effective. Because uh, like they, there's something on there that like flies like, so they'll like tend to like try to land there. And once they land there, they're pretty much stuck. Uh, so I mean, there are some times where you put a glue trap up. You know, and this is probably like if you have one of the flat ones. Uh, you know, it's probably well, I don't know, eight inches by four inches or something, and it'll just be black, just like totally plastered with flies, which is very disgusting. But those are flies that are not, you know, crawling over you in the nighttime. So, you know, overall, it's better. Yeah, I definitely should have done that. Yeah. My mom has this habit of getting those sticky traps, not flies, glue, but like they're little trays of basically glue. Yeah. That you stick on the floor and put in basements. Yeah. Just, you know, bugs will walk in there and get stuck and die and mice will get in there and get stuck snakes she's had in there I, do, I was just like traumatized by this because I don't know if you've ever seen a mouse that got in there and did not die yet they just like rip their skin off trying to get out of there Oof. it is horribly inhumane yeah that is grotesque the snake that got in there, I tried to get him out. Uh, uh, no, of course he was. Un- I I don't think he made it. Hey, can you say that last bit again? I cut out a little bit. Uh, the snake I tried to get out. Pull him out, and he eventually got out, and he was alive, and he was out, but he was really badly injured, and I I'm almost certain he didn't make it. Yeah. Just. Yeah, I don't like those. So whenever I go back there, like there's traps set on the floor, so I just pick them up and set them on top of like a cabinet or something downstairs. <laughs> ha uh, Yeah. I, I like the normal mouse traps, the snap traps, because unless you get a rat in there, it's going to kill whatever it snaps. Probably. Immediately. Yeah. Depending on where it catches them. If it catches yeah, him on a leg or something. Like, I, my, uh, my boss was telling me a story about how he had um, some mice in his garage, and uh, he put some, some mouse traps out there. And um, I, think, I think he got, like, two, and, like, one of them killed a mouse, nice. and the other one, like, just disappeared. Like, it was just gone. And uh, so he... So he, I think the day that it disappeared, like, he went out there, like, that morning, and it was gone, and, like, he went into work, and, like, I talked to him, and he was, like, telling me the story. I was like, wow, that's, it's like, it must have caught something, and the mouse, like, drug it off, right? So it, like, caught it, I don't know, like, on its tail or something. And, uh, and then I, I, I talked to him a couple days later, and I guess that night he went back, and, um, and, like, went looking for it. And he actually found, like, in the corner, like, a mouse. Not dead. I think, yeah, like, had... Uh, it was either its tail or maybe, like, one of its back legs or something was caught in the trap. And, 
but it could still move around, like, with its other legs. Like, it was still mobile. And it was actually pretty fast, so it managed to, like, run out the garage door after he had, like, found it, and go down the driveway, and eventually made it down into, like, the the sewers, like, you know, in the gutter in the street. And, uh, I mean, it probably didn't last much longer, because, you know, I know, like, feral cats and stuff will go down there, and it's not going to be able to escape one of them. Uh... But, yeah, that was kind of a funny story. Yeah. I I had kind of a similar one, and I actually assumed it was a rat, because there, every once in a while there was a rat in my dad's house. Not very often, because there's often cats there. Um, but I, I remember I had a problem up in my room. Like, I had left some food sitting out, something like that, and it was gone when I got back. And I have a fucking mouse. So I set up a mouse trap with some peanut butter on it and set it up that night. And uh, that night I hear a. Okay. Got it. Went back to sleep. I didn't care. I wasn't going to get up for this mouse. Next day, that trap was out of my room. It was down the hall and right at the top of the stairs with nothing in it. Ooh. Nor was there any peanut butter on the trap. So whatever this was got out and then ate the peanut butter and then left. <laughs> and I assume because of the stairs, they went downstairs where the people go most of the time. <laughs> so I think it was a rat that just got a bad headache from this trap that I tried to set up. <laughs> yeah. But I never saw it again. Never had any other problems. Well, I, I guess it worked. I mean, whether or not yeah, it killed him. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that's uh, that's a good place to wrap up. So, Ethan, wake yeah, up. Oh, yeah. We're saying goodbye. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, uh, listener, thanks for tuning in to uh, the Col- the Colin and Caleb that's show. That's more than I can say. Fuck it. You are the worst. I sure am. You're literally the worst uh, person in the world. Okay, so, uh, um, again, thanks for, uh, for listening Grasshopper to us. Yeah, that we, we, We've been through this. <laughs> oh. We're, we're past it. Thanks for listening to another uh, episode of the Zoom podcast. We'll be back next week, and I'll tell you all about my grits. All right, here we go. Let's do a quick sound check. This is Caleb, and I'm talking in my normal inside voice. This is Ethan, and I'm also talking in Caleb's normal inside voice. And this is Colin. I'm talking in Ethan's, Caleb's normal inside voice. Very nice. Okay.